0: Have you ever felt that nervousness and anxiety when it comes to turning your camera on and going live or recording video for the internet that you're going to put out there? If so, this is the episode for you because today we are talking to Katie Fox of Ecamm and she is going to be talking about her journey from behind the scenes to the forefront of video podcasting and marketing over at Ecamm and it's absolutely inspirational so stick with us because you are going to love this episode. All right. I am Kendra from KendraLosey.com and you've tuned in to the Invisible to Invincible podcast where passionately driven women in business share their journeys from hidden gems to industry leaders. And today, as I mentioned, we have Katie Fox, and Katie is the director of marketing over at Ecamm, where she gets to work alongside some of the most amazing live streamers, podcasters, and content creators out there, helping them to reach their goals, grow their show, grow their business through video and live streaming. And in addition to heading up Ecamm's marketing team, Katie is the co-host of the video podcast The Flow, and she's an all-around awesome person, so I'm excited that she's here. Welcome, Katie, thanks. We're for so being excited here. to be here. I know. Thanks for being here. Of I course. just want to say before we get started that I interviewed you probably like two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, now
1: it's been a while. Yeah,
0: for my old show, and just even the difference in watching you grow on video, leveling from, up from then <laughs> to now is yeah. I just love watching your journey. I love the, Aww. I love the videos you guys have been doing lately of like the first show versus now. It's absolutely inspirational. And so one of the things that I think that I run into a lot is people are afraid to show up on camera. People are afraid to, especially when you say go live, the amount <laughs> of people that I talk to that women in particular that just mm-hmm. hesitate and get, I, I can see them shrink. I can see them get anxious mm-hmm. and that anxiety of just like, oh, God, no. <laughs> like it's amazing so can you talk a little bit about your background and how you got from where you were to where you are today
1: oh my goodness so so yeah if you if you're that person who's like no I don't even want to watch this episode this episode is scary everything about this is scary I was you I I started my career as a copywriter and then moved into the world of social media. I have always been a behind-the-scenes project planner, like (laughs) nail-it-for-someone-else person. And the idea of being on camera at all, I mean, even taking photos of myself, is is as far away from my personality (laughs) as it could possibly be. So it's hilariously ironic that now I spend probably a good 60% of my time Personally and professionally, sitting here either in my home studio or in the work studio, but I'm podcasting or doing podcast interviews or live streaming or catching up with friends on video. I, like many of you, I'm in a video-centric world these days. Uh, but yeah, I, I distinctly remember, and I've I've talked about this a lot on on LinkedIn and on, on my other social platforms. I I worked for a company called Paint Night. And I ran their their social media marketing program, and also the local marketing for all of the individual business owners who were running all of these events out in the field. And I needed to do tr- internal training videos, so like no one was going to see these except for the business owners who I knew really well. There was like a hundred something business owners. Those are the only people that were going to see them. And I, I kid you not, I, you know, I had a video, one videographer standing with a camera in a room that I was, had been in, you know, a ton of times. I knew the information inside and out and every time the camera came up and he was like, okay, and go, I couldn't get my name out. I would like, blah, blah, blah. There was swearing. There was crying. Uh, It got to the point where after like day three of recording, I was like, can I write the script and someone prettier, better, more confident could just record it. Like, does it have to be me? Because I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I, it was scary and overwhelming. And I felt, I'm like, oh, I'm terrible at my job. Why is this so hard? And I'm, I have a theater acting background. So I'm used to like being on a stage. So it's like even more embarrassing, but there's there is something about the idea of video that has always, and does continue to feel like it needs to be perfect like it needs to be produced like it like you're something is going to happen if you trip over your words or if you don't say the right thing people are going to be like well I'm done <laughs> I'll see you, I'll see you later which is not the case but we all feel that way to some level or another so flash forward I I ended up hilariously taking a job at Ecamm, which is a a company that makes a live streaming and video production tool and in the same way I was like Stay behind the scenes. Like I'll help other people be really good at this, and I'm really, really grateful to our two co-founders, who they themselves also don't like to be on camera. But they, they were very much like, "Hey, we have all these amazing influencers and content creators and YouTubers, and they want us to interview them. They want, (laughs) they want to be on camera. They want to talk about their experience with our software. We need someone to do this." And I was like, "Oh, I really want this job. I love." Like who I work with, I love like this company. I believe in 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 the vision and getting getting your content out there. But it took me. I think I, God bless them. I, I think Ken and Glenn did like the first probably five interviews where like it would come to the day of, and I was like, I'm good, I've, I got this. And then Glenn was like, Are you sure? I can do it if you want. I was like, Yeah, you do it. I'll I'll just stay, <laughs> back. I'll stay behind the scenes. So I, I did. I finally got out there. It was absolutely terrifying. I felt like it was terrible. I felt like I looked terrible. But you know what i every time I kind of push myself to do it again, it, someone would show up in the in the comments and say, like, "Oh, this was so helpful. I learned a lot and then people started showing up in the comments and saying, like, "Ah, oh, Katie, it's so good to see you like we we love we love getting to spend time with you and then there was like a group of people that would follow me from one video to another and be like a little cheerleading team and it now I'm in a place where I feel like if I don't, if I'm not live streaming and if I'm recording a video, it's way harder than live streaming
0: because I, I, I don't have
1: cheerleaders, right? Yeah. yeah. I,
0: I, whenever I do recorded video now, I feel extra pressure Yeah. And yeah. I do when I'm live because when I'm live, yeah. I've come to like, anything can happen. It's acceptable. It's fine. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. going to bark. The, well, I was doing a live stream last night and thank God it was just a dry run because as soon as we started <laughs> They started jackhammering the street outside my Mm -hmm. building Yeah. at the exact same time we started. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just going to ask you questions and interview you and mute and I'll produce on the back end for you. (laughs) But I have to (laughs) mute myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because you just don't know. You don't know. You never Um, know. It's funny because you say that because I actually, when I first started live streaming, I had the same hesitancy because Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, my gosh, the world's going to see it. Okay, I don't know how big I thought my ego was. The first of all. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone will see it, and Let's they're all going to judge us there. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone will see it. Those five people really appreciated it, but yeah. it was it was funny because I was putting it off and putting it off launching my show, and I really wanted to do it. And I've like my background was journalism. Like I loved my first mm-hmm. job was interviewing people, and I love interviewing people, but it was the live video. It was mm-hmm. go live and that pressure. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to some friends and one of them looked at me. He's like, don't you teach? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I teach marketing and social media. Like for four and a half like, hours that's a different. day, a couple <laughs> yeah. times a week. And he's like, don't you do that online too? I was like, well, totally. Yeah. And he's like, he goes, are they live? It's like, I don't like where you're going with this question.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm missing your point on purpose and I don't yep. love it. But literally like two days later, it was like, it's got to be the same thing. Yeah. And it and it has been. Like, I absolutely love it. Like I said, I feel more pressure recording. Yeah. Um, and that's part of why, like, I loved, I love watching your journey on this, too, because I think that you started working at Ecamm probably, I think, around the same time I started working on live video. And so it's been My fun life. to be able to see. Is there a mindset shift or anything that you had to do to
1: actually... Go live the first time. Yeah, I mean, yes, I I had to. I I am a total perfectionist. There, as you said, there's a ton of ego that goes into whether I'd like to admit it or not. There's a ton of ego that goes into it, and I had to just. I'm I'm sort of glad that I was kind of trapped. At, I i I had to I had to do it like i would have I would have been the world's worst worst marketing professional working for a live streaming company and being like, but I don't stream. <laughs> I don't. that's for you guys, and I'm here to help you, but I don't know anything about it so i I mean the mindset I think came from just sitting there and saying, You have to do this or you quit the job like there you you have to do this. you have to do this in a way that is real and authentic to the people that are watching it so I didn't want to come out there and be like I'm fantastic at this. Like I I wanted to be real and I wanted, I wanted there to be a journey because then people could come along on the journey and it would feel relatable and I would I would understand what they were going through and they would understand what I was going through. So I I it was it came down to how important is this really? Like I, it really, like how how many people are actually going to be watching this? And are the people that are watching it, do they, do they care? Do they care if I'm like a little bit shaky. Do they care if I trip over my words? They don't. They really care about the content that I'm providing. They've shown up to learn what the topic is that we're talking about, to get ideas and examples from from businesses and from business owners that we were interviewing. They don't. They, it's not about me. It, like I was the interviewer. It has nothing to do with me. So yeah, I mean, it's it's really thinking through. Like it is still kind of, I guess, in some ways, the the behind the scenes marketer. I, I'm facilitating bringing the content to life and I'm the best person to do that cuz I've built those relationships and I've and I know that this is the content that makes the most sense for the audience so I was I was doing myself a disservice by by sitting in the shadows and being like oh someone else will do this like no one else was going to do it that's literally was my job to bring it <laughs> out to people
0: what you said there I think is so important and one of the things we've talked about our business there's so many business owners who feel the mm-hmm. same way. And especially a lot of us are coming from corporate. A lot of us, I mean, yeah. I have, I spent more than 20 years working in marketing mm-hmm. departments and my job was to help other people show up and look good. And it was yeah. really easy to stay behind the scenes. And even when I mm-hmm. created my own business, I had a logo, I had a business name. It was still really easy to <laughs> yeah. stay behind the yeah. scenes. But no one, I mean, people cared, but not really. Like it was like, oh, you should go talk to Kendra. It was not... Oh, you should go talk to this business over here because yeah. they do good work. It was talk mm. to Kendra; she'll be able to help yeah. you. And it's such a transition to decide to show up and decide to take that leap. And it's so mm-hmm. fascinating to me that you don't didn't like video when you started working at <laughs> EGM. <e-cam. laughs>
1: it's exactly how it was going to turn out, right? I, right like yeah. I. It's just wonderfully ironic. Or I was like, of course, of course, of course, I've done this to myself. But yeah, uh, it's been a fun ride. I wouldn't trade it for anything. And now you not only are
0: working on interview, interview people, and I see you online with interviews and things all the time. But you have your own, like you do it for fun too.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so funny. So I, again, in a, in a similar in a similar story. So I I have a childhood best friend. I'm still very, very close with, and we we grew up across the street from each other. So we grew up in the 90s, running back and forth across the street, watching movies, like hanging out, And we and now she lives in Montreal, and I'm here in the Boston area, so we don't see each other as often as we would like. And so years back, pre-pandemic years ago, we decided we would do, we would like commit to getting, uh, getting on a call once a week to just catch up. So we called it BFF Chat. We were like, we're there every Thursday, 9 p.m. We're just gonna catch up. And then she was much more the person who like, as we started doing it, she was like, well, we have like, we can just turn on our, our video. Like we're, because we weren't, we weren't making phone calls. We were talking through like Google and all, all these different <laughs> platforms. So we're like, we can have a video call. And I was like, I'm good. Like, and this isn't even live or recorded. This is like literally just a phone call with my closest friend. And I was like, I don't really like how I look. I don't want to stare at myself. I don't enjoy that. And she was like, that's silly, but okay, fine. And so so years later, it got to this point where we were watching movies. We were doing these like watch parties where we were watching. And I was like, okay, this is silly. Like, I, that's fine. I can be on video while we're like watching a movie together and commenting together. And after a while, I don't remember whether it was her idea or mine. We were like, well, we could do this as a podcast. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm gonna do a podcast, I'm gonna do a video podcast because I work I work in video. And that's the trend right now is that if I start with video, then everything else is easier from that point on. And now it's just become really fun. Like now it's this time where, as I said earlier, like it it's not now it's like not just me and her hanging out and chatting and catching up. It's me and her talking about some of our favorite movies and all of the people that show up in our in our live chat. So like our recording process could be closed off. It could be this time where we it's just us and we're recording, but it's so much more fun to do it publicly out on YouTube and people show up and they they share their stories from their favorite movies and like it gives us ideas and it, it makes I think the content a lot stronger and it yeah, it turned from this like just us kind of closed thing to because we've made it more open, we've just we've built this little fun community and it's been it's just been a blast getting to like hang out. And there's, we've made it very no pressure. Like if there's, we'd now joke endlessly that it's like we record most Thursday nights. <laughs> if we can't, we can't. And then there's like, we, we'll update and let people know or we'll jump on on a Friday if we can't make a Thursday night happen. But it's very freeing because it's like, it's in my mind, it's just for fun. It gives me tons of practice. It's building my confidence. And it and there's not there's no downside to it. I, it's checking all the boxes for me in, in a really fun and unique way. I
0: love that. And it's, it's, it, it's, I think you said something really important there and then it's adding the fun, right? It's taking yeah. the off and adding the fun. And when yeah. you can take that momentum and that casualness into everything else that you're doing, because it's authentically you yeah, and you get that, I want to say practice being you. Yeah. sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But it is. So many people turn on the camera and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to be perfect. I have to have everything in place. I have to say this. I have to pronounce everything perfectly. I can't stumble over my words. I can't say any of those things. But people like it when you're perfectly you. Yeah. Not perfectly perfect. And it's so fascinating to be able to see. One of the things that I talk a lot about too is personal branding, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that what they've done really well over at Ecamm is bringing all of you forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, and part of it's cause they, <laughs> they don't like to be on camera either. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But, They're not marketers. Uh,
0: yeah. Exactly. But you've been able to really like they've, everyone's embraced each one of you over there creating yeah. your personal brand.
1: Yeah. And- yeah. I think it, I think it's really like, it's special. I, I would never, I was definitely never the person that, I still probably don't even consider it like a a personal brand, but I feel like a a year or so ago, I made this kind of decision where I had been, everything had been very separate. I was like, okay, well, like this is my Facebook page and like that's just for friends and family and like this is my Instagram and like I post photos of like my kids, so I don't want, like that's not for, that's only for, (laughs) like this is LinkedIn, this is only professional stuff over here. And after a while, I was like, well, most of the people that, like, I have on Facebook actually are, like, friends that, like, I have certainly, like, family and close friends, but I have friends that, like, I've met through work that are, like, work friends. Like, it was just becoming this, like, gray area in space, but I had a huge following, and so it was, it felt really silly not to be letting people know what I was doing. It was like, like, oh, my, like, my, my high school friends are not going to care that I'm doing a podcast on podcasting, I mean, like whatever. But they did. Like I, I, the more that I started being like, "Oh, I'll share about these things," or "I'll let people know what I'm doing for work," the more people were like, "Oh, I, I always wanted to know more about video. Like, can I ask you some questions?" I was like, "Sure." Or, "Oh, hey, that's so cool, Katie. Like, I didn't know that you were into this. Like, I also like you. You don't know unless you put it out there. And we are so worried about, you know, about how it looks or about keep like work life balance and keeping boundaries, which is important." But I feel like sometimes we're making decisions for our our people that we don't need to make. We're like, put it put it up there if, if you're proud of it. If you if like, if you if you've signed on to do something, then hopefully you you you're proud of it and you're you, you feel excited about it. So I don't think that there's a harm in letting people know. And I think it's it's I think it's fine to share that information because you never know who's listening on the other side. Like I I have friends who had been sitting there for a long time, who were like, I, I really wanted to know how to podcast, and I had no idea how to get started, and I felt overwhelmed. And seeing sort of what I was going through and making that more public gave them permission to feel like they could talk with me about it or bounce some ideas off. And now many of them are up and running with really cool projects and different things that they're working on that maybe they wouldn't have been if they didn't have that level of encouragement or seen someone else doing something similar.
0: It's so important what you just said. And I actually did the same thing a year ago when I decided mm-hmm. to pivot out of cannabis and focus solely on like, okay, and doing that, I put myself forward, right? Like here's yeah. my name, here's yeah. who I am. I converted my Instagram because I was trying to manage, Yeah, I don't know about you, but I was trying to manage a personal Instagram, one for cannabis marketing, one for non-cannabis yeah. marketing for those other things. So that's three yep. just on one platform.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then I had my business ones on LinkedIn, so there was three more <laughs> like, are you kidding yeah. me? I'm one person, like <laughs> yeah, and as I've pulled things together, if people don't want to listen about work stuff, great, you don't have to, but here's some personal things, and here's some stuff that's going yeah. on, and for each person, that line of what they want to share about their personal life varies, yeah, They've, like set your boundaries about what you don't want to talk about or what you want to keep private, and then work yeah. around it because, yeah people don't necessarily, and that's where I think it's the emphasis on how to stand out is so important Mm -hmm. more and more with video and with that personal branding, because with AI and everything else that's happening, it's Mm -hmm. easy to get lost and sound like everyone else, period.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we're going to need to find ways to be more human, (laughs) to be more relatable because people like as things are, as those lines are blurring things like live video are going to continue to be and to become even more important than they are now because people want to feel people want to see those like what we would think of as moments of like oh oh my goodness right like a cat walked across my keyboard like my kids ran in like the there's crazy noises outside those might be like surprising and upsetting and whatever for us right now but that's an indicator for a person on the other side that you're really creating this content in the moment. They can trust you. There's the, there's an authenticity or realness there. It, this is not like something where we're pulling we're pulling the wool over anyone's eyes, like this is us there to answer questions, to help people, to share what we're trying to share. So I, I think it's going to continue to be more important as there's so many ways to game the system right now and so many kind of changing parameters for content. Absolutely. So I was talking about that first live video that I did. Mm -hmm. i
0: had it set up and i was sitting on my couch so i wanted a little more casual but like chat with me kind of thing Mm -hmm. and as i was doing it my dog was a puppy at the time and he jumped up on the couch behind me started walking along the back of the couch behind me and then fell in between (laughs) the couch cushion and the couch so then he just like disappeared while i was talking And I had no guests. It was just me. And then he like, you saw his little puppy legs, like pull himself like up (laughs) and then he hoisted himself back up, shook himself off and then kept walking. (laughs) And that's how you know it's live. Like this is my, I couldn't make this up. We didn't practice this, me and my dog.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. Those are the things that people remember. Like it's, I don't know. I mean, if you think back to any of the content, I mean, even, even on TV, which is certainly becoming like less and less a thing, right? Like none of us watch cable TV or live TV anymore. But, but in those moments where where we have like the memorable newscasters, where like kids have come screaming in or something crazy has happened, especially as as we were like at the beginning stages of the pandemic, there was a lot of that, and it it's kind of nice like it's it's memorable it makes people feel real it's relatable I there's sort of a moment where you're like oh right like this is this is a person and Definitely. like they're going through all the same stuff that we do I I think it stands out and I mean you don't, wouldn't want it obviously in every single one of your videos but I think we need to be less afraid of that like it's gonna happen here and there it's gonna happen to everyone it's what happened to late night hosts when they had to do things on their own at home like oh it, it's just it's part sort of it right to watch. yeah <laughs>
0: I think it's one of those things where like, I, I, I'm not thankful for the pandemic, right? Like there was a lot that happened, Mm -hmm. but one thing that I do appreciate is that letting go of that feeling of if we're showing our face online, we have to be perfect. Yeah. Whether it's photo, video, what have you, it doesn't have to be perfect because Mm -hmm. we're not perfect. And it goes back to whenever I talk about to people about this, it's like, who's deciding what's perfect and not right we're the perfect police because everyone's (laughs) gonna have their own idea of perfect so you're never gonna achieve that so it's never gonna matter yeah Yeah. so of everything stop chasing that yeah and i once again i'm also like the perfectionist and had to have everything buttoned up and then my dog's doing acrobatics (laughs) in the background i'm like i'm done let's just do this like we're good
1: yeah yeah, I mean, you can you can certainly and I would encourage anyone that's getting into this space or even if you've been there for a while, like you can certainly plan a, a ten. You can have you can have notes, you can have a detailed in tools like Ecamm, you can like you can build out what we call scenes. So like you can plan out all the content, you can practice, you can do practice rounds of things that you're going to do the same as you would for anything else, teaching any kind of presentation that you're doing. You can practice all of that. I guess what we would just say is like, don't don't let the overthinking stop you from creating the content. Like one of the one of the hardest parts of recording a video versus live streaming is that you can pause it and stop it. So then you've given yourself permission to be like, Pfft, that sounded dumb. I'm <laughs> gonna stop yeah. that. I'll record again. Oh, I hate that. I'll record again. I hate that. I'll record again. And you can get into this cycle where you could lose a whole day or you could lose a whole project because there's a way that you want it to sound in your head, or you're like, oh, I'll edit that later all of that is time. And Mm -hmm. some of that matters, but not all of it matters. So yeah, I think practicing in a live setting kind of forces you to roll with the punches a little bit and to keep pushing through and get the content created. If you want to edit it later, great, edit it later, but at least you've gotten it all the way out. And then, you know, what you would do differently next time or how you might tweak it, but versus kind of sitting there in that paralysis of, oh no, I need this, I need this 45 minute video. And like, that's, feels like forever. And I don't know how I'm going to do that.
0: That would be forever. 45 minutes. And that's, <laughs> that's crazy. But
1: a, an hour live stream goes like that. Oh, I got to so tell fast. you. I
0: know. Yeah. yeah. It's not. I think that, and that's one thing that you make a really good point because when I start, when I'm teaching, like the last couple classes, I taught social media marketing, I actually used eCAM, pulled the students in and for extra after anyone that wanted to stay longer on one or two of the classes Mm-hmm. I'd help them go live. We'd they'd go sit in another awesome. room. I'd bring them in. Yeah. We'd oh, use yeah. my work Facebook page so that way, like, no one that would know them would know them. I mean, Top like, secret. we're gonna limit <laughs> yeah. it so that they they wouldn't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing to watch because even in this, even in the process of one interview, like, you could mm-hmm. see them start to like relax and stop worrying about who might be watching. Because chances are if you're going to go live and you're going to be talking to an, you're you're not, chances are high, a reasonable person is not going to say such ridiculous things. Like you're not going to be a normal person one day and then like the camera goes live and then just like crap comes
1: out of your mouth that you've never (laughs) said before. It would be entertaining. It it would (laughs) be
0: entertaining and there are people that lose, we've seen those videos, but Mm -hmm. chances are high. The average person—not that we're all average, but you know we're all shining stars—but mm. <laughs> we're not gonna do that. So yeah, that's not gonna be the thing that you need to worry about. Yeah, but yeah, it was super fun, and I know people that have done a lot of practice and created fake groups or what have you. Yeah, um, yeah. to be able to practice, I will say one of the things that I did recently: my boyfriend plays wheelchair basketball, and so mm-hmm. I had access to TikTok Live, and I know nothing about sports like it's shameful but I like watching his game and I was there for a three-day tournament so I just started streaming on TikTok and was like this is shitty basketball commentary for a great sport (laughs) don't expect much from me but I'll talk my way through it And I live streamed the games and provided terrible commentary that was like, he passes it to his friend. He passes it back to his friend. I think they're playing keep away. Oh, no. Now they tried to hit it into the hoop. Like, it was terrible. (laughs) And people would give me tips on getting better. And it was sad because the better I got at it, like, the more I learned, the less engagement I got. So that's really, like, a reversible reward there. (laughs) <laughs> like, but it was such fun thing to practice and do, and it wasn't something like talk about not needing to be perfect like, I know nothing about this, but this is what we're doing today, yeah, yeah. and I think yeah. that, like that takes the pressure off of you so if you're if you listening to this or watching this are on the fence about going live using live streaming as part of your marketing strategy, it's where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Because it is the way you're going to stand out. It is how Mm -hmm. you can make a bigger difference with your marketing, with your content for a lot, a lot less work.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I start... There, there's like a, a bunch of different ways, depending on what your personality is like, but to start, I mean, I I have people who swear by the idea of just taking your phone and doing like a video journal. So just like once a day, record it just for you. Don't like, don't overthink it. Keep it like a minute or less or whatever length you want it just for you. Journal down some ideas, notes, just the act of like seeing yourself on camera, the act of recording in a in a video way is a great way to get started. There are people like me who need to be backed into a (laughs) corner in order to start. So if that's you, then sign up for, there's like a couple of different challenges that happen throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So there's one called LIDA, where you just challenge yourself to go live every single day in April or August. So either works and there's lots of different groups that will hold you accountable and, and get you into that space. And again, that's like in a closed group. Or like, honestly, I had signed up to do like a bunch of different kinds of like, talks and presentations, et cetera, in a digital space. And so I I just, and I needed to record them and send them over. So they didn't even have to be live streams. But I just live streamed them to an unlisted YouTube, gave that link to my best friend, and was like, sit here in the chat. And she would type messages so I could see them coming up in Ecamm. And I wasn't responding to them, but that, like, oh, you sounded really great there. Oh, that was a good point. Like, things like that just... Gave me enough confidence to keep going, and I knew that because I was live, I couldn't hit that stop button. And so I actually I was able to record an entire presentation by doing it as a live stream, even though it wasn't a public live stream. So practicing in different ways, I think, will just get you out of. You just need to get out of that the the fear cycle and the paralysis that you're stuck in. So how, whatever that is, whether whatever level of accountability or kind of push that you need to get out of that it's only the first couple times that are super scary and then and then it starts getting into a rhythm and then it feels more comfortable and then you're creating and really in, like in the end that's what matters right like you're not you're not going to move forward if you can't create the content in 2024 you need to have video content to some level if you're running a business whatever size business that is so you you need to push yourself for no one else is going to do that for you you're going to have to push yourself forward and
0: Absolutely. One of the things that I did in July, because apparently I didn't want to deal with April and August. Yeah, because, you can make your own. Yeah, you right, can I, I went live every single day on Instagram because I wanted there to like, play with Instagram and use that live yep. feature there. And if this if you're listening and this thought is really daunting to you because you're like, I don't know what to say for 31 days. <laughs> I used Magi. I went over to AI, yeah. use Magi, yep. put together my like here's my target audience, here's the four things I want to talk about, use each one as a weekly theme. Give me some talking points for each one. It gave me the ideas mm-hmm. and I used that for my talking points. It also yeah. helped me write the post by that point. And <laughs> I use my notes app, I use Magi, and I used my phone. Yeah, the and- two AI tools
1: are there to help all like make all of that magic. Like, the, the only thing it can't do right now is is be a real person on camera. So, like, all the rest of it it can do for you, which is great. Or at least give you, like, the framework that you need to be successful or to give you some confidence.
0: Yeah, and having that framework made it so easy. And even for as long as I've done video, I hadn't done any in a while. And everyone was telling me, even... You know from the first place, like the first day of that month, I would I had been traveling. I was in LA. I was like in a courtyard. I'd been out in the sun all day. <laughs> like I had some sun- random sunburns around my sunglasses yeah. and was trying to figure it out. Um, and I didn't have my notes necessarily in front of me all the way to the last day of the month and you can even see the my confidence going because I was rusty yeah. in the beginning. Like it was an yeah. invaluable experience. And I've been doing this for years. So just Mm -hmm. sometimes you need to shake it up for yourself a little bit. And being able to do it on my phone versus my computer. It was in different Mm -hmm. spaces that I wasn't used to. Like you have that flexibility. And you know what? No one cared. Like people loved it. People loved it. And no one cared that I was not... It was harder to hear me in some locations. Or that I was sunburned. No one cared. I was the only one that cared. (laughs) Yeah. And so I... Absolutely love this conversation with you, Katie. I, I can talk to you for hours, but we're not going. to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, there's one. It's it's amazing, like how quickly the time goes by. So I I would say that the mass majority of live streams that I do now and podcasts and all of it are at, like at at least an hour. Like it and an hour to me felt like an eternity when I first started off, and now it's so much easier. So yeah, I don't know. I. I guess the other thing I would say is that like, it's harder by yourself than it is with someone else. So if you're the kind of person that needs like to bounce ideas off of, setting it up and doing it with like a friend or a colleague or someone that you trust that like, even if you don't plan out any questions in advance, just get on camera and, and talk with each other. It helps the time pass by faster and gives you confidence too. Cause you're like, Oh, if I was to forget everything right now, Kendra would continue the conversation and I would come back in and keep going. Right. So it like, it's helpful too to, to think through, you don't have to be by yourself or you don't have to start by yourself. You could practice with someone else till you get confident and then figure out how to do it. It's a, different, it's a different feeling being by yourself than it is to be with someone else.
0: That's a really good point. It is much easier to do interviews than when I do my solo shows and I enjoy Mm -hmm. doing them. Like I can, I I can talk, let's be clear, Yeah. (laughs) but I enjoy, it's always so much more fun to have someone there to ask questions and to bounce ideas off and to have these conversations Mm -hmm. because you can, I think that there's more value in the the combined effort than just one person. Yeah. Um, So Katie, where can people find you? And Laura, oh my gosh! Well, I'm, you,
1: I'm and you super can. public, as we just True. said. <laughs> super, super public. So I'm, I am in front of and behind the scenes of almost all the stuff that Ecamm creates. So E C A M M. You can find us all over. And if you want to practice, Ecamm actually has a really great community on Facebook. If you go ecamm.tv slash community, you'll drop into that Facebook group, and you don't have to be an Ecamm customer to practice and play there. So it's a good a good place if you want to test things out. I, I have my own 90s movie review podcast. So if you want to be in the past with me and my best friend, you can hang out with us Uh, most Thursday nights at 9pm on YouTube. And wherever you listen to podcasts, we're called The VHS Club. Our website's thevhsclubpod.com. And then my last name is Fox, but it's spelled the British way, F-A-W-K-E-S. So you can find me pretty easily across all the different social platforms. And I'm super public and welcoming now with my social media. So if you want to learn about podcasting and see my backyard chickens and learn how I crochet and travel and scrapbook. You are welcome in my space. Anytime I kind of do a, a mix of everything that I'm passionate and excited about, which is fun, uh, at least for me.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. It is fun. It's fun for me too. And I do want to reiterate what, <clears throat> I want to reiterate what Katie was just saying about the Ecamm community. That is, Ecamm the tool I, I use. It's the tool I got started with for live streaming and The community there and the support there is absolutely amazing. So if you are considering and hesitating about going live and trying to figure this out, you don't have to hesitate. You don't have to keep considering. There's so many resources and such a supportive community of people who are just happy to support you in showing up
1: yeah come in and lurk honestly, like if you're like i don't i don't i don't want to just come and sit in the group and see what people are creating. I just find it so inspirational, and like across every conceivable industry, people who are streaming church services, you have people who are like doing these amazing like presentations and live events, you have tons of podcasters, we have magicians, like literally every industry get teachers, every single category, and they're doing just the coolest things. It's just, I I don't know, I find it really fun to just get some even just some great ideas of what's possible. Because once you see it, you're like, oh, like, I can do that. Like, no, it's a level playing field there. It's not that anyone has anything better than anyone else it all it takes is a really good idea implementing the idea is just a set of steps right and it comes down to like what you can afford and and what you have time to train yourself to do but it's all doable everyone started somewhere right so it's neat to get to see all the ideas and examples but we're always practicing and playing around (laughs) with each other. So any level welcome.
0: And it's fun. It's play and it's encouraging. So be sure to check that out because the community, the Ecamm community and what they've built and the tools that we have access to and the people are all part of it. And it's unlike any tool or community, like community based around a tool. I keep saying tool, but like a software, (laughs) honestly, than I've ever seen because when I think of Ecamm, it's not just, Oh, I it, it lets me stream live. It's oh yeah. my gosh, I can do this and you can do this and you can do this, and then there's these cool people, and then they teach you, and then it's an like it's a bigger yeah. thing than that. It's experience. It's, it's an experience. Good job well, marketing experience. it. Is that the word yeah. I was looking for?
1: Experience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all these things You're and welcome. you get to act in it and it's in, and it's all around you.
1: I <laughs> I always love when people are like, How did you build the community? I was like, Oh man, this community built itself. Like the when, <laughs> once you realize like what you can do on video it becomes like just this almost like a game where you're like oh i like i can make this whole stream look like a cnn show like like scrolling tickers i could do and then it it's just yeah people just get addicted justifiably like it it's just really cool what you can accomplish so yeah the community builds itself and their enthusiasm just like catches like fire. Everyone is just like, ah, I could do this. Have seen this. Can you see this? Let's try yes. it out. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing.
0: So be sure to check it out. Katie, thank you so much for being here Where today. And thanks to all of you for tuning in to hear Katie and I talk about marketing in my video <laughs> and nerd out about the topic. And if you are inspired to take your own passion to the podium success, visit KendraLossie.com for more expertise mm-hmm. on how to amplify your business and your personal brand and visit Ecamm for, to learn more about how to show up live and the community there. And until next time, I'm Kendra Lussie. Thank you. Bye. All right, you thought you were done. I know I just said goodbye, but I didn't mean it. I decided it would be fun to include the bloopers from the beginning of the podcast episode with Katie for you to enjoy. So those are coming up. Have you ever felt the stage right when you think about going on live on camera and broadcasting yourself out to the Internet? If so, you're not alone. And this episode is for you. We're going to be meeting Katie Hawks today. See, <laughs> I told you, I told you it was going to be me.
1: You need to keep Katie. bloopers in for, for this episode in particular. So people it's relatable.
0: <laughs> We're not meeting Katie Hawks. Cause that's not a person I know. <laughs> I knew it. It's always people's last name too. And I think it's cause of mine's such like yeah. a, a sticking point. No one ever gets it right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> it's your damn Fox shirt. It is. It is. All right. Here we go.